This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Hello, everyone. Jeff Hancher here with another episode of the Champion Forum Podcast. So great to have you back today. Hey, today I'm going to be specifically addressing newer managers, newer leaders. These are the folks that are transitioning from individual contributor to leader, as well as those of you out there that are aspiring to lead. So listen in. I have some nuggets I'm going to share today. You know, it wasn't that long ago that I was aspiring to be a new leader myself, and I didn't even know where to begin. All I had was some passion and some desire and some drive. And if that's where you're at, know this, that is absolutely enough. But I'm going to go through a couple of steps with you today. Uh, They're not... uh, The end-all be-all, but I think if following these steps is absolutely going to get you out of the gate strong and build a foundation for your success of a leader as a leader. You know, many of these principles, these are also going to apply to anybody out there that maybe you're currently in leadership, but you're about to take over a new team. Uh, that's going to happen a lot of times, uh, most likely throughout your career, where you're given an assignment, you do that assignment well, and you're going to be tasked maybe to take on other things. And uh, hey, newsflash, sometimes that means that you're going to be taking on some uh, tough assignments. Remember what I always say, pressure is absolutely a privilege. privilege, And uh, don't despise the tough assignment, but these principles are also going to help you when you're taking over a new team and learning people for the first time and expressing your leadership style. You know, throughout my career, I've been asked multiple times to take on new assignments and take over new teams. And I can tell you, it is, it is really an art, and uh, I've learned a lot along the way. I've learned what to do, uh, and quite frankly, I've touched the stove quite a few times, and I've learned what not to do. So I'm going to give you some principles today that hopefully will help you avoid some of the pitfalls that I fell into as a leader. I've learned a lot along the way, uh, what works and what doesn't work. So I'm going to jump right into it. The first thing that I think is absolutely critical from somebody that is going into leadership for the first time is this. You have got to realize that you are no longer an individual contributor. You see, you probably got to a leadership place because you had some characteristics of leadership, but most likely it was also because you were performing in your job at a very high level. You have to understand that performing at an individual contributor doesn't always mean that you're going to be a good leader. I see a mistake happen a lot with great individual contributors that when they get over into that leadership role and they're managing a team of their own, they, they have a tendency to allow themselves to go back into that individual contributor capacity because it's what's comfortable to them. It's what they're really, really good at. Uh, You're going to find out, however, very, very quickly that you have to release the need to produce your own results. The the task is just too big. The expectations that you're going to have on your team is too big for any one person to achieve. The expectation for the entire team, think about it. You're one person on a large team that you're now leading. Your results alone will not be enough to carry the team. If you attempt to, and uh, you're going to try to work for the entire team. You're going to try to you know, bring in the big results like you used to as an individual contributor. 
what you're going to find is that you're going to soon become very frustrated and oftentimes you're going to burn out. You're going to be tired. You're going to be exhausted. It's going to render you really ineffective. And then you're going to start questioning whether you were really built to lead or not. You know, early in my tenure as a manager, I wanted to wow my team. I I wanted them to know how good I was at my job. I wanted them to see me in the field performing at the highest levels. I wanted to bring in the big accounts. You know, I found myself spending countless hours during the day, driving results on my own and pushing my leadership responsibilities to the side. That led uh, to a lot of long days, work going into the evenings, and it, it just became very, very tiring because as a leader, not only are you responsible for the team, but you also now have a new leader that you're probably reporting to and a load more of administrative duties that you have to do. You know, I became exhausted really, really fast, and I lost my effectiveness. It it became very apparent uh, when talking to my new boss about missing deadlines or shoddy work coming in, uh, reports that were due, things of that nature. All the while, I was bringing in big accounts, and and the the results were great, uh, but I just couldn't carry the load for the entire team. As a new leader, it is going to be critical for you to learn to delegate early. Very, very important. It's likely that most everyone on the team will not perform like you did. Uh, That is going to be an opportunity really fast for you as a leader, is that you're going to realize quickly that not everybody does it like you did it as an individual contributor. As a matter of fact, the majority don't, and the majority simply won't. Most of them don't even have the capability to do it like you did it as an individual contributor. Don't allow that to be a setback for you. Don't allow that to be a point of frustration for you. You're where you are now because of who you were as an individual contributor. If everybody could do it like you, everybody would be advancing. So see this as an opportunity and don't let the fact that the new team that you have been held responsible for, that they're not doing it like you did. They just simply aren't going to. Great leaders will strive to reproduce themselves. You have to create multiple layers of people that are striving to do it like you did it as an individual contributor. As a leader, you have got to reproduce yourself. They may not do it at the level you did it as an individual contributor, but you have got to set the goal that you are going to teach, guide, and develop And know this, you cannot take it on yourself. Number two, you have got to set expectations early. I feel this is a very crucial step in effective teamwork. Allowing the team to avoid potential problems or conflicts due to lack of clarity. This is going to be paramount as you take over a new team is making sure that you set expectations early. As a new leader, you and your team, you've got to define what you expect of each other. Clarify what's acceptable, what's unacceptable. What behaviors do you expect from them? And understand each person's roles. You may have a team that uh, they have varying roles and varying tasks and things that they have to do. Make sure that they have an understanding of what you expect out of them in that role. I can tell you this, without clear expectations in place, you are absolutely setting yourself up 
for inevitable issues down the road. They are absolutely coming. And oftentimes, without clear expectations, what you'll have is your subordinates saying things like, I didn't know I was supposed to do it that way. I didn't know you wanted it that way. Or how about this one? We've all heard it. That's not how we used to do it. You're the new leader. You're the person that is now setting charge over this team. They have to have clear expectations of what you expect. Without these clear expectations in place, you will face pitfalls. It's inevitable. Also, you have to be very hard on crime when it comes to setting expectations. Once the expectations are delivered, be sure to hold everyone accountable to your expectations. If you don't set strong boundaries with the expectations, and believe me this, believe this, you absolutely will be challenged most with the expectations early on in your tenure. Why is that? Because everybody is going to be trying to find out where exactly is the boundary. Is this lip service or is this something that that the new leader is absolutely going to hold us accountable to? You also have to realize that expectations are a two-way street. Do not only deliver what you expect from your team, but also what they can expect from you. You know, leadership is not a one-way street. There is a give and there is a take. What should your new team that you're taking over also expect from you? You know, as leaders, oftentimes we're tasked with making, uh, taking withdrawals from our team. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I need this, I need you to do that, this report is due then, this task is due then. But oftentimes, I think as leaders, we forget about the deposits that we need to make into our people. By telling your new team what they can expect from you, you are now not only taking withdrawals in what, what you expect from them, but now you get a chance to make a deposit and say, and in return, this is what you can expect from me. You know, I created a, a blueprint uh, for this years and years ago, a PowerPoint presentation that I've personally used many, many times when taking over new teams. And it's a great blueprint for presenting to your team. I'd like to share it with you free of charge. Uh, if it's something that you're interested in taking a look at, I can assure you it will lay a strong foundation of structure. And it's for any leader in any industry, in any role. Now look, you can modify it and tweak it specific to key performance indicators of your business, things like that, but these are general expectations. I really want to get that into your hands because I'm confident it's going to add value and it's going to bring clarity to who you are as a leader with this new team. If you're interested in getting a copy of this presentation, I want you to email me at jeffhancher at thechampionform.com. Put in the subject, setting expectations, and I'll be sure somebody from our team gets you a copy of that. Number three, you've got to create a buzz. Think of something that you can do that's going to get everybody talking. Think about what is, it, what is that thing that you're going to do that at the water cooler or while everybody's at lunch, they're saying, can you believe new leader did this? Or can you believe they did that? Hey, how awesome was it when they did this or said that? What is that buzz that you're going to create? You know, I had a manager to give you an example of what this might look like. I had a brand new manager, uh, a promotion from uh, one city to another city. This new team knew nothing uh, of this new leader, uh, never had met the new leader before, nothing. 
And I, I gave this principle to this new leader. I said, you need to be thinking about something you can do that is tangible to create a buzz. And I was so impressed with what this leader did. This leader went out and uh, bought a couple gallons of paint, a roller. He was to start on a Monday. He goes into the office on a Saturday, repainted the entire office, rearranged the furniture, added some aesthetics to spruce up the office for his first Monday meeting. It brought a huge wow factor. Imagine your office looks the same way it has for years. Dull, same, looks the same. You see the same thing every single time. Everybody walks in on Monday morning, and what's the first thing everybody's saying? Wow, who painted? Where'd we get the new furniture? How, you know, who put up the new posters? What, you know, whatever it might be. And then he was able to take credit for it. Hey, team, he said, you know, I came in on Saturday just to unpack some boxes. I was just kind of looking around. And, uh, man, I really just felt like this place could use some shining. Uh, so, look, I spent the rest of the day. I, ho- I really hope you guys like it. I felt like it added a nice touch. Man, what a great first impression. Another thing that I did as a leader when I would take over a new team, and it's something small, but my teams always loved it. I called it Motivation Monday, and I would set this in expectations. I would assign a team member every Monday at the end of our Monday morning meeting. I would assign a different person every Monday to do the motivation for the day. That had uh, grown legs. I'm going to tell you, I had people coming in with videos. I had people doing skits. I had people doing music. I had people bringing in food. You name it. I, I saw the greatest motivation. At times, it even got emotional. And my teams loved that difference of, again, withdrawal, Monday meeting. Hey, everybody, here's what we need you to do. Monday motivation added another way to make a deposit, and it created some buzz. And it was a way to engage the team into a meeting. So look, when appropriate, when you're thinking about creating a buzz, look, this is something that will get you huge, huge accolades with a new team. Look for an administrative task that everybody hates and it doesn't add any value. Remove it. Find that one task that nobody likes administratively. And, and ask yourself, is this an essential thing that we have to have? Now, I'm not telling you to get rid of something uh, for the sake of creating a buzz if it's warranted. But there's got to be one thing maybe that you can take off their plate that they just don't like to do. Make an effort to line up the buzz you are creating around your style as well. This will, this will introduce the team to the type of leader you are. Introduce them to your personality. And this will give them a glimpse of what to expect from you as a leader. Number four, be the leader that your individual people need. You're leading individuals. And broad brush approaches can be really dangerous. Each person on your team has a different personality style. They most likely, they're going to communicate differently. Their personal goals most likely are going to be different. Almost definitely, they each have a different level of potential. What is their ceiling? Most likely, everybody on your team has a different ceiling, a different potential. Their capabilities might be a little bit different. And it's easy to make the mistake of charting a, a, a development plan or a performance plan that you would have wanted from your leader 
or delivering feedback how you would like to hear it. You go into this new leadership role thinking about all the things you didn't get that you needed, that you wanted. And in your mind, you're saying, that's what I'm going to do when I become a leader. Be careful because that could be quickly a broad brush approach. You have to remember that these are individuals that make up a team. One of the best questions that you can ask your people when you meet them, when you're debriefing, maybe even for the first time is, what do you need from me that you're currently not getting? Man, think about the types of responses that may foster. Also think about what is the impact that kind of a question going to bring? Now, they may have never been asked that before. They may be saying, wow, this is, this is going to be nice. They're actually asking me what they need. What development do they need? You're not a mind reader. How can you help somebody when you don't even know where they're at in their progression of success? You have to absolutely meet people where, you, where they are. This strategy will foster very open communication with your team and with the individuals because you have to remember you lead people, but you manage processes. You can't lead everybody the same way. If you lead everybody the same way, there will be a percentage of people that receive it extremely well, and they're going to think you're a hero. And those are the people that are going to come to you and tell you how great you are and how great everything is. Don't allow yourself to be the new leader that says, hey, me and so-and-so, we're on the same page, and everybody else is crazy. It might be because you're going to have to bend your style to lead people, not manage processes. Meet your team where they are to reach your full effectiveness as a leader. So in summary, the four things a leader needs to do to get off to the right start. One, realize that you are no longer an individual contributor. Two, set expectations early. Three, create a buzz. And four, be the leader that your individual people need. So I want to challenge you to be thinking about how you're going to incorporate today's message into your pursuit of your new leadership opportunities. It's also important to know that these steps are just scratching the surface. There, there's probably 50 more things I could have added to this list. But these, these are things that I think are going to get you off to a good start and build a strong foundation for you. You're going to need to know and learn on your pursuit of leadership excellence. You've got to get around other leaders that have been down that road before and glean from them. Discuss these strategies with other experienced people. Benchmark with these people. Find out what they did. What, what could they teach you that they did wrong that you can avoid? See what they have to say about the most important things you need as you start your leadership career. Please keep me informed as well. Tell me what you think. What are you learning? Or what questions do you have for me? I'd love to hear what those questions are. You literally get the opportunity as a new leader to make people better. Help them chase their dreams. Help them chase their personal goals. And collabor you know, in collaboration as a team, you get to do that together. To me, that is a tremendous reward. There is nothing more rewarding than seeing people accomplish their personal and professional goals at the hand of your own leadership. However, it's important that you know to do this right, it requires a tremendous amount of effort. And it will also require a robust and specific set of skills and a lot of knowledge and a lot of practice. 
Know that I'm here to help you along your journey. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to invest in your pursuit of leadership excellence. I really appreciate you investing time to listen today. As always, if you found this message valuable, if you found a couple of nuggets even that you're going to incorporate, it would mean a great deal to me if you would subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it. I truly value that type of feedback. Be sure to go to our website, thechampionform.com. On the website, you're going to find show notes that you can review as you incorporate your own strategy for leadership success. These are out there for every episode of the podcast. Go back, look at these notes, study some of these things. There's some great Q&A in there that will be thought-provoking to help you drive towards excellence in leadership. You can also follow me on social media at The Champion Forum. If you'd like to contact me with questions, feedback, I can be reached at Jeff Hancher at thechampionforum.com. And until next time, remember this, you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.